0: You gotta fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right, roll it.
2: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news,
0: Couples Therapy, my name is Andy. And I am Naomi.
1: We are a real life couple.
0: A real life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy in, in quarantine, quarantine, we answer a couple of questions from a couple of different listeners. Hell yes. I was honestly going to say, I'm like, we do whatever the fuck we want, but I just <laughs> thought, you know what, just stick to it. Just stick to it. Andy, how you doing today? Oh, drained. Okay, well then I'm going to pivot. <laughs> Aren't you so excited about today's guest? Oh, 100% this was you were on
1: his podcast a while ago correct
0: yes and it was like the entree well it was just so good because i've been a fan of him for so many years so it was so nice when he reached out and then of course i was like oh uh, will you do my podcast <laughs> you guys have already heard his dulcet tones today we are talking to alec Mappa. oh yes alec is an actor and comedian who's done it all honey tv movies broadway he's won a glad award he co-hosts the podcast Alec Mappa Hot Mess with psychotherapist Matthew Dempsey, which is very, very good. They get into some real stuff, but it's also funny and it's just like highly recommend. And he is going to be in a new show with Alec Baldwin and Kelsey Grammer. Frazier himself? Honey, I'm watching for Alec, okay? I said, I ain't watching them two old white dudes. I'm done with them. Give me Alec Mappa. Alec Mappa, not Baldwin. Exactly, <laughs> Mappa not Baldwin.
1: Ooh, make T-shirts.
0: I am Mappa not Baldwin. Those are gonna be real hot merch.
1: I think that it should be legally okay to call Kelsey Grammar Frazier. <laughs> I think that you should be if you're if you serve him at a restaurant. Yep. If you just see him in a row and be like, "What up, Frazier?" Yep. I think it should be. I think you should be protected. He can't sue you.
0: Well, he shouldn't sue someone for calling him <laughs> Frazier in the first place. <laughs> yeah,
1: but isn't he like a right wing dude? He's pretty, probably pretty litigious.
0: That's so funny. <laughs> oh my God. Naomi,
1: no, I got to tell you, a lot of my friends have been sued by Kelsey Grammer for calling him <laughs> Frazier.
0: I need to know how he became the executive producer of Girlfriends. Like who? Cause you know, he never saw the show. Like somebody <laughs> just told him, Hey, I got this show. You want to put your name on it? And like, cause like, Kelsey Grammer and Girlfriends is like something (laughs) I want to do a deep dive. I need BuzzFeed to get into it. No,
1: let's do let's let's try to do this. Let's you know, we haven't ever really tried to do a special episode. (laughs) Let's do a special episode about Girlfriends. We'll get the Girlfriends and Kelsey Grammer. We'll see if we can get them all in one episode (laughs) to talk about the show.
0: Sure, Andy. Oh, my God. You guys, before we get to Alec, just a little bit of housekeeping. As always, you can come visit us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Couples Therapy Pod every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Couples Therapy Quarantine Crew. Honestly, I hope we're only doing this show for a couple more months. I would like to no longer be in a quarantine. However, we do have a good time. It's free. It's an hour. And it's magical.
1: Yeah. It's got us through the pandemic. I think it's got the couples th- therapy quarantine crew through the pandemic.
0: It has. And it's also helped me realize that maybe being a cult leader is in my future. I don't know. <laughs> no. Also, no, we, no, do, <laughs> no. we do. We do. I'm not going to be a cult leader. I don't like being responsible for other people. Yeah. So it's like, anyway. Also, we have Jubu t-shirts, two different styles. Gorgeous. You can. And couples therapy
1: quarantine crew t-shirts.
0: Right. All um at the Linktree tree on the Couples Therapy Instagram page. So check that out. Or Twitter. Thank you. Which (laughs) is at Naomi and Andy. (laughs) And then also, I have a new podcast that is out that I co-host with comedian Megan Gailey called I Love a Lifetime Movie. And it is a Lifetime Movie podcast. I mean, it's there in the title. But we watch a movie. We talk about it. We interview either people from the movie or we bring in fellow Lifetime fans to help us break it down. And so far, it has been well-received, and I hope you will continue to receive it.
1: Now, baby, I hear the blues are calling, <laughs> Toss salad and
0: scrambled eggs. Mercy. 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 I would like to go to Alec Mappa <laughs> because he is the best.
1: Roll it. Alec, can I say I, uh, I am charmed by your energy? Oh, uh,
4: really? Yeah. People You're have said s- that. <laughs> i, I, I I I'm on my second glass of freshenade. So I get even more charming as the as the as the time goes by.
1: Wait, have they said specifically charmed by your energy because that feels like something idiosyncratic.
4: An uh, uh, idiosyncratic compliment that I would give someone. <laughs> okay. Crazy. All right, I'll take it. I'll accept it. You know what? I'm Asian, so I'm not very good at accepting compliments because it's 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 boastful in <laughs> yeah. my culture. To like accept a pop, a compliment. So I'm supposed to bat it away like a hive of bees. But um I will I will accept your compliment that I that you're charmed by my energy, or if that was if that's what it was. It, it, was, was, it, it was it was exactly
0: that feeling. Well okay. I will
4: say though, you do
0: have just a lot of energy for life. And I do you do to be well it's cause it's like on one hand I feel like you are a no bullshit person, mm-hmm. but at the same time you're like, let's get into it.
4: Well, you know what? I have no secrets, and 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 I talk. I have a. You were on my podcast. Yes, hot mess podcast. Yeah, I have a hot mess. It's called the Hot Mess Podcast, and it's about mental health and I, I want to take the stigma out of talking about we're only as dirty as our secrets mm-hmm. and I want to take the stigma out of talking about mental health because I suffered needlessly for years because I was embarrassed mm-hmm. I was ashamed in my mm-hmm. culture as an Asian person it was shameful for me to only crazy people went to a psychiatrist only people who were weak needed medicine only people who were indiscreet talked about their personal problems with mm-hmm. um, some a stranger outside of the family so um, I talked about things out open to prove that I, I'm living proof that you can't die from embarrassment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's I, real good. <laughs> yeah,
4: although I'll tell you from the inside of my
1: head, it feels like you can. Every time, every time, some little. Even nothing that should be shame that should be shameful mm. to a normal human, but it's definitely what right. my brain is just like, that's shameful. Pops in my head, what was it? I started a shame file. I started a you thing. You're keeping yeah.
4: you're keeping tabs?
1: Yeah, yeah. Every time one of those things pops into my head, I'm like, I'm gonna write this down and maybe that will steal some of its power. Mm. Maybe like a yes, like a uh, Frodo throwing the ring into, <laughs> into the fire. It's <laughs> Mount Doom. Into the yeah, yeah, I'm Catholic.
4: Doom. I don't need the extra filing. I, it's, it's my whole life. I mean, Naomi, you're, you're a comedian. You get up in front of people, it's kind of like, I think that being a comic, being a funny person teaches you shame resilience. Yes, yes. Because even if you have a great set where you killed, don't you ever walk off stage saying, I told too much. (laughs) they they know too much about me they know how fucked up I am I mean that was really funny but now they think I'm an asshole
0: you know is that kind don't you ever feel that way oh definitely definitely or like or I don't know the moment when you start to when you start to experience something that is terrible and you're like I better I gotta remember this I gotta remember this for the stage you know you mean in real life yes like how you can live something terrible but then realize you can like utilize it but then it's like, it still was an embarrassing thing, right? Like I, you don't tell yeah. the story of the perfect day. You tell the story of when the shit went yeah, sideways. Yeah,
4: yeah. And, it's, and the terrible feeling you can relive. You can feel it in your face and in the back yeah. of your head. Like, you know, like, ter- like a terrible, terrible feeling. Is like being caught in a lie.
1: Yes, yeah. oh,
4: which is why I don't lie. Did didn't you just say that you were here yesterday? <laughs> so how could you have not been in town? At all, like that stuff where you're just kind of like, oh, you got me Mm -hmm. that that where your face gets hot and it's just like or you say something about, okay. so uh, back in the olden days, television, how it used to work, is um, we, before, the, before the advent of the internet, we're saying the 90s, at Warner Brothers, they had Seinfeld and Friends and ER, and all of that was filmed at Warner, Warner Brothers, and if you were up for a show, I'm bad about you, if you were up for any of those shows, you had to go to Warner Brothers, get out of your car. Go to the place where they had all the sides. Mm. Pick up the sides, oh, and there was a dr- and it would look like a dentist office. And you would sit there in <laughs> the dentist office, and then the casting director would come back and walk you back to the rooms. So, but you had to pick up the sides, and there was a dreadful, dreadful woman who worked there. Oh, no, uh, you know, 90s fried hair and just kind of like, um, I just need the sides for men. Ma- They're over there, like uh-huh. snappish. Yeah. Right? They're over there. They're over there. That's in my <laughs> mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She in becomes my mind. Selma Diamond in your magic. They're over there. What are you, blind? Get them yourself. What am I, your slave? So um, I was at a party and somebody was talking about <laughs> Warner Brothers and oh, that awful woman. And I said, oh, yeah, she's a total bitch. And this girl said, does she have, like, really crunchy blonde oh. hair? And I said, yeah. She goes, she's my sister. Oh. And I went, oh, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. And she said, don't be sorry. She's a total bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> just nasty to everybody, you know, yeah. and, and in those yeah. situations where you're so vulnerable and you're just like, "Hey, am auditioning for a television show. <laughs> oh, God, the most
1: vulnerable.
0: Right. Oh my gosh!
1: But but wait! But talking about this stuff has has robbed it of its power for you. Talking about it in public or talking about it on, always, your, on your podcast. Always.
4: Or? I mean, you know, my whole shtick is is me with egg on my face. You know, <laughs> um, uh, you know, our family is the gay and lesbian vacation group that meets uh, oh. every year and they go on cruises. It's all the gays and lesbians and the children that they purchase in Beijing.
3: And um, <laughs> <laughs>
4: so. <laughs> We we've traveled all over the world together, and one year we are at a t- campground, and all the parents drink because we're queer. So I drank too much at this party. My husband and I were crossing the campground. And all of a sudden, I had to take a shit so bad, it was like, and I couldn't hold it in. Oh no. It in. no! I took, I started taking a crap in the bushes, and my husband was like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" He goes, "Stop! Stop!" And I was like, "I can't! I can't!" I took a dump in the bushes, and so of course, at the end of the week, I had to talk about it on stage.
0: Right, 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 <laughs> right. Of course, right. sure. Yeah. Of course.
4: So you might want to watch your step near the welcome hut, is what I'm saying.
3: <laughs> <It's kind> of- <laughs>
0: Okay, the thing you know, I would love to know more about, which I found so not fascinating, but um, exciting. Which is, it's my personal issue. Mm. You have a black teenage son.
4: I do. He's sixteen. He's He's,
0: gonna be 16, six, he's a he grown. Okay, mm-hmm. he is mm-hmm. so grown. He thinks he's grown. <laughs> well, how like
1: he can have his own TikTok account? That's grown. Yeah, he has <laughs> a TikTok, TikTok account. It's true. That's that's maturity in our society Mm -hmm. did you
0: like always know you wanted to be a parent because i i ask this because i'm someone who very much struggles with our creative lifestyle right and the idea of parenthood and And that's a real that's a
4: real that's a real area of concern that is a real area of concern um i think that after my husband and i were married and we bought a house it seemed more and more like we were looking at each other going is this it (laughs) And then the more we talked, the the more is it just us? I mean, seriously, is it just going to be us? I mean, let's let's have that discussion. And um, I I kind of we were the people who, you know, we were the couple who our married friends who had kids said, will you please watch our kid for the night? We have to have a night out or we're going to kill the kid.
3: <laughs> or
4: I have a big audition. I have a pilot audition today and I just need to throw my baby through your window. Here's the formula. So we always were looking after, cause that's who we are. Mm-hmm. And, and then it became more and more like the more we talked about it, the more it seemed like we were missing somebody. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it any other way. We're missing yeah, somebody okay. we hadn't met. So we went on an our family cruise and then we uh, we met other parents Queer parents and people who had adopted through the foster adopt system, mm-hmm. and then we heard that, um, that nobody wants them over the age of three. Yeah, nobody wants a boy, and if they're ch- if they're children of color, mm-hmm. um, the most uh, the most common placement is a, um, a Caucasian baby girl. And I said, I've got nothing against little white girls. (laughs) I've I've been one my entire life. (laughs) So nobody wants them over the age of three and nobody wants... They said that a child of color over the age of three, a a Caucasian baby girl is seven times more likely to be placed Mm -hmm. than a a child of color over the age of three, boy or girl. So that kind of like guided our decision and then when we met our kid who was our foster kid mm-hmm. who was a five-year-old black boy yeah we were like I always say I'm I'm Asian uh, uh, my husband is white our son is black we look like the last two minutes from it's a small world um, <laughs> When we met him and he clung to me like I was an oxygen tank oh. and he was underwater and I was like if I have to give this kid back I'm going to jail he was our kid from the beginning so it kind of like the circumstances kind of like triangulated Mm -hmm. and then we ended up with the kid that we had and when we felt that he was our kid he was our kid
0: right right once you when you do just out of curiosity once you know you're ready to do the adoption Mm -hmm. does the foster system give you a hard time do you have to like go through the process
4: they want you to take this this. that's a great question by the way they want they want you to take this question the the offer very seriously and they want you to be as critical in your thinking as possible. Mm. And they want you to say, if this isn't right for you, say, this isn't right for me. Uh-huh. Because their interest, the social worker's interests, the agency's interest is getting that kid into a placement that they're not gonna lose. Right,
0: right, forever home, not yes. like, you know, yeah. Forever yeah, home.
4: And yeah. by the, you know, our kid was, what was listed as a difficult case because he was five. Well, you he know? was a
0: five-year-old boy. Which is, is that what was difficult? Like just being energetic and Do you mean difficult like
4: he Because was like everybody precocious? wants a baby. Everybody wants a baby. And so but when my husband and I met him, it occurred to me, this isn't a five year old, this is a baby.
1: <laughs>
4: Cause when you're five you still need your mommy and daddy or mm-hmm. two Right. You guys with a really cute house. So <laughs> That's what I need, shit. You know what I mean? And then we also heard about other kids in the system. You know, there was an 18-year-old black girl who was going to college, straight A's. And she was like, I still want to be adopted. And we were like, yeah. what? And I was like, and people were asking the question, why do you still want to be adopted? She goes, I'm going away to college. Don't you think I'd want someplace to belong, come home to at Christmas and mm-hmm. Thanksgiving? It's like my need to have a family to call my own mm-hmm. has not gone away.
0: Right. Right, uh, right, we're right. all
4: projectile crying, so that's what made us explore the option of having an older kid. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there was stuff that was that we have to deal with, and you have to continue to deal with dealing with somebody who was parented five years before we showed up. Uh-huh. But our kid is like, he is the opposite of me, he's like deadpan. He <laughs> is his delivery is so. You know when somebody just fucking nails it, yeah. and they don't do anything. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't sell it; they just say it. That's my kid. He's well, you so guys, fun.
0: I saw. I was watching some video that I adored of you guys playing poker, maybe like the Family yeah, Card yeah, Friday Night
4: is Poker Night. We play and, poker every. And like, I just
0: like, and I just like love that. And he was um, just so funny. But what I found so interesting was I remember he cussed, you know, in something. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, to his parents. Because I didn't grow up being allowed to like really be myself. Uh, Like I wasn't allowed to have my personality around my family. I still
1: (laughs) tense up if I accidentally swear around them. I
0: know, right? I I didn't
1: didn't cuss in front of my parents.
0: Right. And I mean right, the way you said you grew up too, right? Like keep it in and like keep it together. Right. So it's like, you know, it's it's like cool to just like watch. (laughs) <laughs> you like to watch. I don't know. I'm like, I'm like, I wish when I was 16, you I could have hung to out. Parents. Yeah, I wish I okay, had a cool so what I we wish I could
4: have Because he started cussing pretty early because he lives with two gay guys. All right. <laughs> so um, I said, all right, listen, I'm, you know, there are other things that are more important to us as your parents, that you're a good person, that you're not a bully, that you like look out for people and you're, you're a good person. So I said, if you're going to cuss, know your audience. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Know your audience, because if you do that in front of people you're not supposed to do that in front of, you're busted. And mm-hmm. I can't do anything to bail you out. Yeah. <laughs> do you know that's what the, I'm saying?
1: That's the talk my parents gave me about swear words. So I oh, said, know really? your like, audience. It was no like, don't, don't do it around us, I think. But it was also like, there's a difference between swear words and hurtful words. You can yeah. use swear huh. words. You can't use hurtful words.
4: Interesting. Right, right. Interesting. And um, my, my husband's parents are very religious. And um, my, his sister is, they're kind of on the religious side. They're a little more conservative. So I said, you know, every time at Thanksgiving when they pull up, I'm like, remember. <laughs> easy. He's like, I oh, know. Yeah.
1: Remember, don't call Jesus the C word. Yeah,
4: yeah. But I mean, I mean, other things have become important to me. I mean, especially this year. I mean, as always, I mean, his black identity is super right That's well, humbling because I can give him everything except the experience of what it's like. To be raised by black people. Did you know, though, going
0: in? is that, That's what I always wonder. It's like, does somebody give you as a non-black parent? Like, for instance, there's a woman in Brooklyn, a black woman who, like, teaches white women how to do their black babies' hair. You know, like yes. for the girls. Is yes. there any sort
1: of... Um, Did someone hand you like a James Baldwin novel?
0: Thank you. Someone was like, how <laughs> to help you?
4: <laughs> no, but they should. I know. They should, if there's a, I, I remember one time, my husband and I, we're, we were on the LA subway, you know, what the closest thing wow. we have no to yes. in Los Angeles, and we were in a rush to get downtown to something, some science museum thing we were taking him to, and he we had him with us, he was five, he was tiny, he was holding our hand, and we had left the house, and he had ashy legs and a busted mm. fro. And all the black yeah, people yeah. looked at us like. <laughs> like, what you doing to that boy? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> what? Like we had just abused him in front of everybody. Right. And I was literally like with my husband, do you have any lotion? Do you have any lotion? <laughs> <I> have any? <laughs> and when he said no, it I turned to the black woman next to me. I was like, do you have any lotion? <laughs> do you have any lotion? And, and I realized that that's like, that is like super important. It's kind of yeah. like. That detail of the care for black skin, the care for black hair, and, you know, the initial reaction to a lot of people in foster care is, it's just hair. It's just skin. No, it's culture, and it's important. The hair is about time spent with somebody. The hair is about passing on your knowledge of hair onto somebody else. So we didn't know anything about black hair, but we had the good sense to (laughs) have black friends come over and show us mm-hmm. how to wrap the hair how to mm-hmm. condition it how to do twists etc and so forth i mean now he keeps it short so it's yeah, all yeah, yeah. Off. but it's like it, and also my black friends we have this thing called well pre-covid it was called Blacktivities, Where <laughs> it's like okay you're gonna be with auntie Naomi today for the for, for, uh-huh. the, whole, for the whole day oh my god i wish oh, you're gonna to do me. you're yeah. gonna do black stuff all day you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna go to inglewood you're gonna hang out and we're we have nothing to do with it right right, right, right. because it's the thing of like well you know this like uh, when you're when you're a person of color when you're a minority and you're in an exclusively white pa- place space for a protracted period of time that's stressful yes yes you're just kind of like uh, and then when another black person enters the room you're like <gasps> <sighs> you know, I can speak to that as a queer person, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm on an Adam Sandler set and I, nobody speaks <laughs> my language. And then I go into the makeup and hair trailer and I'm like, <laughs> <Girl>! <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. and so we have to give. Like you're like, in space. Like, yeah, like you're in but, space
1: gasping, and you finally yeah. get into
4: the oxygen. Uh, oxygen. <laughs> but there were generations, the previous generation of interracial adoptions, mm-hmm. all said, "We don't see color." Right, right. We don't. See. So they had kids of color growing up, going, "I don't know who I am. I don't know where I belong. I don't know." So, um, this year, last year, pre-COVID, we were supposed to go on an HBCU tour. Oh, uh huh. Because um, I think it would be great, and it ultimately it's up to him. But I think it would be great for him to have an exclusively black experience. Interesting, yeah. you know, so yeah. he could, like live, breathe, you know, all of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? well, that's the generation that I grew up in, which where it's like you are very opening and welcome mm-hmm. in that in that, but you don't see any difference. You 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 everyone is the same, which is good mm-hmm. in in the sense that you're not treating anyone badly for whatever. Well, where'd you it is. grow up? in pennsylvania mm, in the I mean, eight in the 80s and the 90s right but at the same time like you you also don't learn to appreciate the differences in people because you're trying so hard to be like no every human is the exact same and right? i can treat every single person right. the exact same way and so
4: i can't were you rate were you raised as a religious jew a conservative jew uh-, uh reform
1: not i mean you know Jewish enough, <laughs> not Jewish enough for Orthodox, but Jewish right. enough for er- every the other holidays. Christian that was right. around me. And
4: so that culture is a part of who you are and you wouldn't want anybody to see, well, I see all religions. So it really doesn't know that that being Jewish is an important part of how you were raised in your culture and where you come from. Right. But also like on the but the but the
1: part that would like reinforce that is that I was seen other because I was like one of the very oh. few Jews, so it didn't feel good when everyone was like oh, to be othered
4: me. in Pennsylvania. Yeah, <laughs> and so, <laughs> be but, between my parents
1: being like, all people are the same. You can't uh, you you can't um uh, you know if there's a a uh, even a good stereotype, don't pay attention to that, <laughs> right? Uh, and there's no other co- like the, what, it's tough to explain, but like. It's not what's that they good, were like
4: – What would qualify as a good Jewish stereotype? <laughs> or not Jewish but just like
1: the, like the exact – like there is something – there is black culture, right? We can okay. all agree that there is black culture. Uh, and my parents would would very in – a, in a way – in a, an attempt to try to say that like at, we're all the same. You shouldn't think that other people are below you or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It would be mm-hmm. to kind of just like uh, – um, pass over black culture okay so you're talking about
4: status in the way you conceive of other people your status as an individual isn't higher or less than anybody else's. right right right
1: but in doing that you kind of like ignore the like important Mm -hmm. differences
4: well or
0: not even important like like i remember for instance when we first i forgot it was something where i was like you don't ask me questions about like my upbringing or like you know wanting to know stuff and andy and and you said you were like I don't want to say the wrong thing. No, that's separate. Uh, that is oh. what, no,
1: that's totally separate. That is my parents. <laughs> that that comes from like one time like in Temple, I said something. I was like six or seven or eight, somewhere around there, and I said something to someone. I'm like, it was uh, the Oneg Shabbat. So after um, services on Friday nights, there's like a little snack hour with punch mm-hmm. and cake and fruit and stuff. And right. uh, I said to someone, uh, "Eat, drink, and be merry. For tomorrow we die." It's just read as some Shakespeare. I just read. It. It <laughs> And afterwards, my mom, not scolded me, but she's like, that woman, she's like, she has cancer. You can't say stuff oh, like and that. And how was I supposed to know that? Well, yeah, exactly, <laughs>
4: exactly. Am I like that? Am I the leukemia whisperer? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? How right, on I, earth?
1: Right, I'm not walking around with uh <laughs> with like a cancer detector. Eat, like little... drink, and be merry. I mean, like,
4: let's not act like
1: somebody has cancer. Right. <laughs> so my parents' thing was like, don't ask questions because you don't want to like... Right. It was, you don't want, from a, it. you, you don't, don't want to step no, in it. You don't want to step in No, but it, it comes Maybe from a good you place. You don't want to like bring up something that someone might, might make someone feel bad. Again, well, that's, this is all that's about to-
4: reading the room. That's about, I'm interested in you two. What's the intersectionality between you two? Where, where do your cultures or your personalities intersect that make you work as a couple?
0: I think it was is interesting because, and I've said this a lot on the pod, and people know. You know, I grew up in Harlem. I went mm-hmm. to a private school on the Upper East Side. Mm-hmm. All I knew were Jews. So when Andy talked about his experience being one of the only Jews and being an other, because as far mm-hmm. as I knew, I was like Jews are white. They're thriving. Right. Right. I didn't know like I didn't Not know the different I didn't know the different brands of white. You know what I mean? Right. Like when I look at somebody, I'm like, you're white. But I think that, that what we do have is, but both having that experience of being on the outside. Okay, and trying to basically use our personalities to get people to um ignore our
4: weirdness weirdness yes, or, yes, difference. Yes. or what our perceived otherness because yes. it's like right. as a queer person, the code switch is based on who's cool, uh-huh, right. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. kind of like reading the room because I was raised by a rageaholic, so I know how to Mm -hmm. read a room. (laughs) So Uh, uh, you know, my father was a war survivor with PTSD, so Mm -hmm. it was all about like, hey, everything's great. (laughs) Uh, So, um, so as as a queer person, as a person of color, I walk into a room like, okay, who's cool? Mm -hmm. So it's and and my black friends um, are all about like, I know who's cool with black people right away. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I can walk I walk I can walk into a white space and know who's cool and I could see who's trying too hard and I could <laughs> see who's scared of having the uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. Because the conversation about race isn't designed to make white people comfortable. You have to like wade through a certain amount of accountability and history and ownership. You know, it's yeah. like See, the thing is, Naomi, I'm race-splaining to you right now what it is to be a black woman in America. No, but it's, it's, it's that thing of that subjective feeling of, like, who's cool. And, yeah. and same with, I mean, to a certain extent, Jewish people. It's kind of like, you know, it's like you can walk into a room and know, okay, who's the Jew hater here? Oh, Mel Gibson, <laughs> fuck off. You know, it's just like... <laughs>
3: right right
4: we we have some good visual you know usually if someone has a
1: swastika on them that's that's what people in detective novels would call a clue (laughs) yeah it's 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 uh sorry you go
0: no i was gonna ask about your white husband because Mm -hmm. you know i think depending on how we feel about ourselves as poc the white lover can be helpful or a white lover can be dangerous you know what I mean, though. I
4: a, yes, Certain... yes. They, they can be. I've been in previous situations. Okay, I was uh, at the Ralph Lauren mansion on the Upper East Side in New York City. Live. And I was there with my <laughs> uh, my white ex, who was wonderful, who was a designer with Ralph Lauren. He did illustrations for the company and everything. Uh, tall, good looking white guy. He walks in, and everybody from the from behind the counter said, "Hello, hi, welcome." I walk in. Crickets, I mean, you could mm. hear actual crickets. I was like, are there crickets <laughs> in the Ralph Lauren mansion? And then I said, um, uh, uh, did you see that? Did you, did yeah. you they, they completely ignored me. And he he would he would be, I don't think this was his intention but he would try to explain it away. They're uh-huh. so going, uh-huh. oh, maybe they're busy or they were looking the other way but oh, that always made me feel invalidated. Right. Right, right, right. So don't gaslight me and say I didn't see what I just fucking saw.
0: Right, exactly,
4: exactly. And I think that if you date a white person like that, that's trouble. (laughs) My (laughs) husband is from Louisiana. His uh, uh, parents actually moved from Louisiana to the Central Valley of California because they said— this Louisiana is great. It's our home, but everybody's so racist here. And I don't want my kids growing up hearing that. Mm. So they moved to the Central Valley, which is primarily Latino. Okay. Primary Latino, Portuguese, and Black. Okay. And, and they were not in an affluent part of the Central Valley, the San Joaquin Valley. So it's mm. kind of like, it's brown town.
1: <laughs> and right. so,
4: and and my my in-laws are the people who adopt people. You know, we're Mm -hmm. having like you guys are over for a dinner party and they're like, oh, give us your number. If you're ever in the San Joaquin Valley and you're driving all the way up to San Francisco, please stop by. And and they mean it. Yeah. So my husband's um, house was the house where all the neighborhood kids played. My husband's house was where all the kids hung out from in high school and all the kids were primarily brown. Mm -hmm. And so I think the thing is, like, I grew up in San Francisco. I was bust. I I I I was around black uh, majority of black and Latino people. Mm-hmm. I lived in a white neighborhood, but I was bused to a lower income neighborhood where everybody was brown. And also, San Francisco is seven miles by seven miles. It's hard to have an exclusive neighborhood anywhere. You know, they you really walk, try to. They're yeah. really working on <laughs> this. You know, it, they, yeah, they really try to. But it's in the seventies, San Francisco, seventies, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. not now. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that. I grew up kind of like just seeing all different kinds of people. So it wasn't shocking to me. I think that if you grow up in a, in, in, in a, in a homogenous environment and you don't see anybody other than you, then those conversations are uncomfortable. Right, 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 right. Then those conversations are like, Ooh, I don't know if I'm saying the wrong thing, you know, cause I grew up with people going, shut the fuck up. Just <laughs> ask me a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. that's
0: the hemming and hawing. It's like what? Yeah. What do you want no, to know? No, it's
4: not okay to touch my hair. No, it's not. You know, <laughs> it's just people telling me, you know, how it was. My best friends. You know, I was bullied so much all throughout elementary school. All my best friends were were the black girls, and they liked me because I knew how to play Chinese jump rope. Did you ever do that? <laughs> no, I never
0: played Chinese jump Chinese rope. Chinese
4: jump rope is you take rubber bands and oh. you, you, you turn them into this thing, and it's like a Chinese jump. It's you didn't do that in New York City? No, did you do no. double dutch? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, did...
0: double dutch. It took me a very long time to learn. Yeah, it.
4: Chinese jump rope is like a it's it's like rubber bands and it's elastic and you 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 you, you uh, take like a thousand rubber bands and you you uh, link okay. them all together. and You roll them up to the ball and then you stretch them out into a line and you do all of these kind of Chinese jump rope type oh, things.
0: Okay. Okay. But um <laughs> uh
4: but what what bonded me to those girls in elementary school how I, I they were my um they were my, uh, I hid behind them because their brothers were nicer to me
0: uh-huh. because
4: I was their friend. Or somebody would be less inclined to bully me because I was with a girl. Basically, I was like in prison and I made friends with the biggest, <laughs> baddest bitches. <laughs> I did everything but shib somebody on my first day. <laughs> so I, they, they were my saviors. They were my protectors. And and so I always viewed like black women and black people as a, as, as as gravitate towards that and you're gonna right. be okay uh-huh. right uh-huh. that was my safety plan as a, a kid who was bust into that neighborhood mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't viewed as a negative it was like okay just fit in with that and all you're right, gonna right. be all right
0: and then did you go right from San Francisco to L.A. or
4: did you live in it went to San Francisco New to New York City.
0: Okay, you were in New York for a while. Yeah,
4: I went to San Francisco to New York City, and that was the very first time that it was ever pointed out to me that I was othered. Because, like, okay. everybody in San Francisco is Asian. Nobody gives a shit. Everybody looks like me. And everybody's like... Right. <laughs> Somebody asked, um, what do you have for breakfast? Well, like, yeah, like, what do Filipino people have for breakfast? And I was like, cereal? <laughs> I don't know, whatever's on the Denny's menu, what can I do? <laughs> Moons over Miami. (laughs) That's
0: so.
1: What strange? By the way, when I said like, earlier like like things about like people's culture that Mm -hmm. you don't, it's not stupid shit like that. So we're clear. (laughs) So we're clear. My parents, like it wasn't like don't don't ask what people have for breakfast. Also, don't ask that question because it's a dumb question. (laughs)
4: So I just want, I just want that out there that my parents are away. Yeah. Like, well, like, what is it about you that makes you kind of like, what was it about him that made you feel like, Oh, he's cool.
0: I know. Um, it was, well, first so we met at UCB, you know, in New York right. and initially I was like, what? And he's so freaking young looking so imagine 11 well, no, 12 years ago yeah i, mean, I, I, I want to make
4: you a mug of ovaltine <laughs> is
0: that I was, like, I was like he's a child And yeah. um, we, when we met he was like he's like oh i just he's like i was a philosophy professor i just left grad school he's like because i didn't he's like yeah I, I i got my master's i decided not to do the phd so initially i was like okay you've like In lived philosophy yeah. Right. I just thought I just thought to myself, I was like, okay, because I'm in this comedy world where everybody is 25, their parents pay their bills, and like right. New York is, you know, there's like one bag and a dream. You know, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I was like really into somebody where, like, oh, you've had a job, you've been out in these streets, like you uh, have yeah. something that's not like comedy and theater.
1: Did not pay my bills.
0: To touch t- to touch on, I felt like that was few and far between. And that was like kind of what made me feel like, okay okay, like, you cool, we could hang, we could hang out. Hmm. It wasn't romantic on the top, but I was like, okay, we could hang out. And then it kind of was like, we were like friends and then we would G-chat all day.
4: No, <laughs> like, but I'm saying, is there something that he said or oh, a look that he gave
0: you or... I mean, not I'm talking about you
4: like you're not here, but I the know, way, like I'm trying that. to think,
0: like, you mean romantically or you just mean like that I knew he was a white or dude who was in just kind of subjectively, just kind of like, you know, how people do. I know, no, that's the thing, it's like it wasn't because he was very like... He was not. What's the word? I was
1: real emotionally closed off. Right.
0: It's not like I knew okay. he was interested for uh, right. no. For a so while. it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was more like
1: up until therapy started. All right. Up until therapy cracked me open. Or again, okay. it was. It was more just fear of being vulnerable. Fear of like having that vulnerability. I, I mean, this goes back to kind of like what we started at. Like anytime that there was any kind of vulnerability, it was embarrassing.
4: It was yeah. shameful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Newsflash, nobody likes being vulnerable. Nobody. (laughs) It's like there's nobody out there going, I want to be unsure. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be in a space where I don't know what to expect (laughs) or or I won't know what people think of me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I I didn't even want to take any risks. Uh, I I was very risk averse. Okay. All right. um,
4: And then – I don't I'm, I'm so, so you anxious. gravitated gravitated towards U uh, C B which is all improv and <laughs> risk and yes and Right. And I, I fucking hated it
0: until I was good. At it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's I just like he was also and is a very even keel person even kind of now. Like, yeah. he, like he's anxious, but like it doesn't manifest itself outwardly. Where, and I know as someone who is, uh, I'm feeling it all and it's right at the surface and it's at a 10. Yes, yes. I was very attracted to a personality that could accept that, but not be like rocked by it. Yes. You know what I mean? That was huge.
4: Like my husband doesn't take me personally. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, that's that's really what makes us work is he doesn't take me personally. Yeah, I can be like, like, certifiably criminally insane and he'll just go how long have you been together whatever you're through <laughs> let's have a drink um we've been together 19 years 19
0: years 19 that's so years. many years.
4: and here's the thing marriage is it, marriage is uh, an experiment in terror <laughs> it's like because it's really about like i'm gonna see you at your absolute worst mm-hmm. and what am i gonna forgive what am i gonna forgive you know, it's like, I'm going to see, I'm going to see your deepest, darkest, unhealed, hurt places.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
4: I'm going to see your deepest, darkest, unhurt places. And, and what am I going to do? Am I going to point and laugh? Or am I going to go, <laughs> listen, that's your old stuff. Here's a, here's a story about me, and I don't come off too well in it. Um <laughs> Around the time of election, I was drinking quite a bit because I was very tense. You know, you know, the past administration, a roller coaster is supposed to last two minutes, three minutes tops. We've been on one for four years. Right. 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 So I tied one on with a friend here at the house and I drank a little too much tequila. My husband went to sleep and I was left. You know, that point where you should have stopped drinking about two hours ago. Mm -hmm. I went on for another four. So my husband woke up to me on the couch going, where are you? (laughs) I'm out no. here all by myself. Where are you? And he had to walk me back to the bed, and I was saying things like, "Nobody loves me. Oh. <laughs> nobody, lo- nobody cares about me." Now that is like my most. That is like that. That is uh, that's the broken place. Yeah, yeah. Deep down inside, that it took that much tequila to you know to bring to the surface. Yeah. But he was just like, shut the fuck up. Let's just, <laughs> you know, it's like, and I'm not saying that's what marriage is all the time, but you have to kind of be that vulnerable in front of another person. Mm. And when your darkest places are exposed and the other person goes, that's it? And yeah. you're like, yeah, and okay, let's move on. Let's, let's. Yeah. Let's move on from here. And I think also the challenge with marriages too is like, we're not the same person we were 19 years ago. Right. We're yeah. not the same people we were seven years ago. We were not the same person. And, you know, you add a kid on top of that. And right. then it's just like, what makes us work is that he's stupid, funny, like stupid, <laughs> wrong, funny, like the record scratching, wrong, funny, <laughs> and and he's my best friend and i i'm attracted to him so you Mm -hmm. have to be attracted to them and because it's like well you're not gonna fuck all the time so if (laughs) i'm not fucking him then we're he's my best friend right 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 and if i don't like him well then we still can have sex (laughs) (laughs) that's my philosophy anyway i'm really i'm really lucky i know that that's that's a rare occurrence it's yeah. a miracle to meet somebody who's going to grow with you and change.
0: Yes. You. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Someone. It's so funny. I was just thinking about the, like the, someone who can, uh, ex- excavate your broken place, mm-hmm. like look around and be like, yeah, this is okay. I can live in this.
4: I mean, you guys 10 years, right? You've been yeah. together for 10 years. I mean, and you weren't, you weren't the same people you were. No. 10, yeah. 12 years ago.
0: Exactly. No, we're better. I
4: just saw, I just flash forwarded it in my head. I saw a screenplay based on YouTube that takes place in the 30s. You're a Bolsheviks. You're both Bolsheviks and you needed a meeting. You're an intellectual from the Harlem Renaissance. He's a Bolshevik from the Lower East Side. It's a Romeo and uh, Juliet kind of situation. Oh, I love that. Go with that. That's the premise. That's the launch.
0: Go. It's yours. Okay.
4: Now that we have a project, I think it's
0: perfect time to take a little break so, we're going to come back with Alec and answer your relationship questions.
4: Awesome. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com
3: slash weightloss.
0: Can we take a minute and talk about SKIMS? Now, you know I'm a recent SKIMS convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed, So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, skims, basics, and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office. Okay, I need my layers. But I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra extra small through 4X thank you for the range skims if you haven't yet be sure to let them know we sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows again that's skims.com go check out everything they've got in the new t-shirt shop And we're back, honey. We got Alec Mop Up ready to handle your scandal. Okay, and we're also yeah. looking
1: for financing for, for this our motion film. picture
0: for our nineteenth, our period piece, our Romeo and Juliet period piece.
1: We get questions from <laughs> Gmail, Instagram, Twitter, voicemail. This one comes to us from Instagram by anonymous. I love an anonymous. Okay, by Qunon. <laughs> by QAnonymous. By, a Q- Q- an- by uh, Where Where do you get Adrenochrome? Uh, no. So, uh, my boyfriend and I have been together two and a half years and are in our mid twenties. All right. For context, we don't live together. I, uh, I moved out and he lives with his dad. Mm. My boyfriend got his wisdom teeth out on a Thursday Mm. and I didn't see him until Sunday. okay? Okay. I was checking in on him and he kept telling me he was doing fine and in no pain. However, He was seriously upset that I did not make time to go see him, but I couldn't help that I had commitments before the surgery was scheduled. Then I said I was busy. I couldn't find the time. (laughs) Well, that did not go over well. Now I feel like a terrible person, and I'm sure he views me differently now. Going back, I wish I could have done it differently. I just thought it's only wisdom teeth, not a broken bone. (laughs) I told him I promise it won't happen again, but also wish he would have communicated that he wanted me there. Is there a way we can recover from this or will things never be the same? Aww. And then a, uh, a
4: emoji of like the sad, like the giant, yes. with the, the giant, right. with the giant eyes, the watery <laughs> giant eyes. I got it. It sounds like she did not prior- prioritize him because she really thought this was an inconsequential event. Mm-hmm. She didn't think this was like a food drop over Bangladesh or a <laughs> blood drive for sick children. This was a wisdom tooth, right? Mm-hmm. Now, he obviously, as somebody who's in his 20s, who still lives with his parents, felt that it was a bigger deal than it was. Now, this is a, se- this is a case of, um, I assumed you knew how I felt.
1: Yep. Yep. yep, On his part,
4: I assumed that you would know that this was the Olympics and I had tickets (laughs) to... You know what I mean? It's like I had front row seats and she was like, "Uh, we were supposed to watch a movie together over the phone one night and I couldn't make it. Right. So they have to communicate. He has to say, this was important to me in future. Yes. These are the kind of things that are important to me. And she should say, because I miss this, it doesn't mean I care for you any less. Exactly. I did not think from my perspective, just because I thought from my perspective that this was not a big deal, it doesn't mean that I don't think you're a big deal.
0: Right. I'd right, right, right,
1: like right. to point out that he also said, uh, where is this? Uh, he was doing fine and in no pain. So he couldn't even, even when she. So what, right. What's he crying about? When right. she asked him, he could not. Again, now we're going back to vulnerability, <laughs> and the uh, the embarrassment of saying even basic
0: needs and wants to someone who has already said like they want to be with you. Yeah. Right? You're not even Man, putting I mean, yourself out. This is out really to a about.
4: This is really about white fragility. This is <laughs> <we're talking> <laughs> What I'm hearing. Um, yeah, he 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 didn't he didn't it's it's the assumption. You should know how I feel. Yes. Like my husband and I have this thing, and we almost say it jokingly, but we say it seriously a lot too, is I'm asking for what I want. Yeah. It's yeah. like, could you please come get me? And he goes, Well, it's really not convenient for me to come get you with this. I'm asking for what I want.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: I'm getting yep. off a plane that day. I'm gonna be tired and exhausted. I want to see you. I'm asking for what I want. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, so yeah. embarrassing.
1: <laughs> i'm not by the way i'm not justifying this dude mm-hmm. i mean i know in your 20 like I, I, I didn't learn this lesson until my 30s but um <clears throat> but uh so my apologies to all girlfriends in my 20s um so i get i get i get but uh i, I think he's in the wrong
4: mm-hmm. i think
1: mm-hmm. i think he's very think obvious also
4: right. you're when you're in your 20s you're a teenager in your 20s mm-hmm. yep you know yeah. what I mean? Just because you've graduated from high school and you're in your 20s, also you still live at home. I was
0: about to say, I was like, he lives with his parents. But that he would be another reason to parents. me where I'm like, well, you got yeah. your mama right there. What you
4: need me to come yeah. back for? Uh, what do you need me for? <laughs> and he wasn't in any pain. <laughs> exactly. He, he said he was fine, but I, I want you to pay attention to right. me. So just say that. I want you to pay attention to me. Yeah. I need you. I know. Because so like think- if somebody says that to me, I, I'm, I know I'm being a baby, but I just need you. I'm like, okay, I got it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you, exactly, as you said, it's like, y'all, what you say, like, can we get over this? Yeah, you can get over this as long as, you know, I think the whole thing, right? Who are we talking to where it's like, it's not just important how you fight, but how quickly you let it go. Like how quickly you go back to love. And so I think that's the thing here. You can get over this if you both drop the shit. You Mm -hmm. each say like, hey, to me, I thought wisdom teeth wasn't a big deal. And you said you weren't in pain, uh, which, and I know, you know, and I now know from you after the fact that it was a big deal. And now I will remember that for the future. Mm-hmm. Also the deal
4: is, the deal is as married people, if we've forgiven each other for this, you don't get to bring it up again. <laughs> uh-huh. Because then we're you're, you're running reruns in order to rehash this. If we've really forgiven each other, then we don't bring it up again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. <laughs> I know. I was, gonna say, I was like, Penny, I'd love to hold on to some shit. Oh, yeah. That's
1: easier in theory.
0: I'm like, you're exhibit saying, A. Yeah. You're yeah, saying yeah. I,
1: I can't walk into an argument with a quiver full of past experiences <laughs> yeah. Yeah. to shoot at yeah. my yeah. lover? Yeah.
4: <laughs> Judge, let the record show. Exactly. That this represents a, a history of <laughs> neglect <laughs> and inconsideration. The true yeah. pattern has yeah. emerged.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It's true. All right. Why do we with? do a voicemail? I love the voicemails, you guys. You got to call us, okay? 323-524-7839. It's real good because when I hear your voice, I get to know where you're at emotionally. Let's if your a... voice is shaky. Let's do something real. Okay. Okay.
3: Hey, what's up? Naomi and Andy. Oh, such a big fan of you guys. Can't even tell you how much I look forward to your show and your vibe and just your relationship and how much you love each other and get each other and make each other laugh is like my hero behind the question I'm about to ask you so my boyfriend um our relationship is so fun we I it reminds me actually of you guys a lot just because we're just when we just get to talking it's like a really funny thing and I kind of sometimes wish we were recording ourselves Ooh, (laughs) um but here's the catch so he doesn't he's not a big fan of himself and it's sucks because it's like he's just the best and he's my favorite hang and he's such a wonderful dude but it's almost like his lack of self-love keeps any of my love from soaking in Mm. and and it's a little more complicated because I have two kids and they're from two different dads and and they love him but he doesn't feel like he's very comfortable in his body or with himself To where, like, all the love that we have for him is also kind of, like, not registering. And so he just feels very outsider syndrome, and he doesn't love himself, and it's just the worst. So we're on our third therapist. I adore this human being so much, and I don't know how to convey to him how amazing he is and let him just live in a world where he... He believes himself to suck. <laughs> it's so hard. Okay, anyway, gosh, I am chatty. Thanks, guys. This is hilarious. i don't, It's probably too long for the show, but big fan.
2: All right, bye.
4: That's really great. That was Ooh, really deep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This, this is the only kind of metaphor I can, uh, if that applies in very kind con- concrete ways. If your boyfriend had a broken arm, let's say your arm snapped in half on a ski trip in Vermont. <laughs> No amount of your coaxing and and uh, caretaking is going to make it heal any quicker than it needs to. Can you facilitate the healing? Can you make him comfortable into a point where his body can relax enough in order to do the healing that it needs to absolutely you can create a space for him to heal you can create comfort you can create an environment where he can he can convalesce
3: mm-hmm. however
4: mm-hmm. the healing of that broken limb is up is ultimately up to his body his his immune system <laughs> and 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 the engineering of his genetics
0: and how, well he's, and how well he's willing to um, convalesce, meaning and sit your well butt down. And how well he's willing to convalesce. Cool. I yeah, mean, do you what can't you make do. him
4: go to PT. Mm-hmm. You can't, if, you, if your boyfriend has a broken limb and he's like, I don't fucking feel like going to PT. It's like, you can't, you can, you can say, you can talk about the benefits of loving yourself, of taking care of yourself. But that's his work. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I mean, because that, I've learned that in Codependence Anonymous. That it's kind of like, I, I can only take you so far. I got. I can drop you off at the airport, but you getting on the plane is up to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's it's and and it sounds like he's a great guy because she kept on saying he's a great guy. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. Give him the space to find it on his own, but you can't do that for him.
0: Yeah, it's Damn. also like when she. It's interesting. It's a really good. The way she described it though was also very um. What's the word? Edifying for me, like when she's like, she's like, he feels so bad that my love can't soak in. Right. And I'm like, that is what low self-esteem will do. It's salts yeah. the ground. Yeah. Like even when somebody is there for you, you feeling so bad, you don't even let them love on you, you know? And so I was, I'm like, huh, that is like such you a- You won't even
4: let them love on you. I mean, COVID, we've all gained a bunch of weight. My husband has a little belly, and I still think he he's sexy as fuck. Um, I still yeah. think he's cute, but he's always like, "Oh my belly, yeah, And <laughs> I don't give a shit about your belly. I think you're hot, mm-hmm. That's you know. But what Andy I can't. Says to me. I know, but he has to be in a space to go. Okay, right, right. You yeah. can say it a hundred times, but yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like I think you said we've tried three therapists. Do you mean couples therapy, or you mean just like? he's gone. You know what I mean? Like, because I would say, weed. Times. she said, so that's, weed. no, no. I'm, I was clarifying. Yes. Thank you. Because my thing is like, it has to be his own therapist and it has to be a person he picks that he likes that he sticks with. And I don't think you should be, I mean, kind of what Alec has just, just said, you know, you don't need to be involved in it. Like, let him go figure this out with this person. Don't even, uh, don't even ask. Yeah. Let him and do I it.
4: think when you're in your twenties, you're just kind of like, I know I'm certainly like this. How can I fix this? Mm -hmm. What can I do? How can we get in there and come up with solutions? You know, right. And, and, you know, my son will sometimes come or my husband will go. I don't need you to come up with a solution right now. I just want you to listen. Uh Uh Yeah. I just want you to listen. It's tough. It's tough because I'm a solver. I'm always like, you know what you need to do. And sometimes (laughs) that's the last thing people need to hear. Sometimes they just need to be heard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They just need to be validated. I'm feeling a certain, some kind of way.
0: Right. And yeah. you
4: go, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You know, but yeah. you can't fix everything for your partner.
1: Right.
4: No, but it's that
1: I, I get that because I'm the same way, and it's it comes from that, like that uh, that there's an anxiety if there's a problem, sure. I'm I'm anxious, mm-hmm. and so it's partly this kind of like selfishness where I'm trying to get rid of my own anxiety, mm-hmm. and so I think. learning to just like listen to your partner is learning how to be okay with the
4: discomfort
1: is learning. Yes, exactly. How to, how to just be like, okay, it's okay to be anxious. Cause like we live in a society where like any bad feeling has to be evacuated immediately. Yeah. It's like, no, you can live in that bad feeling for a while. Right. It's okay to live in that. You You don't have to
4: sit in the discomfort. You can sit in not knowing you can sit in uncertainty. It's not fun. Right. Right. But it's not fatal. But it's not it's exactly it's Mm -hmm. not fun but it's not fatal and 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 here's the real tea you don't know the answers all the time i don't Uh know (laughs) i don't know why i hate myself i don't know why i'm in a bad mood i don't know why i don't feel good about myself today it just is
0: right right exactly plus it's like you got your two kids anyway you got a lot going on let him handle himself, <laughs> girl. You got you got enough going on with two yeah. children. But get him. <laughs> like, but like Alex
1: said, he's give not him one of that. your
0: kids. He's not one of your kids. <laughs> he's not talking to me like I am one of your kids.
1: <laughs> give him the foundation. Yes, and then he has to take right. it. To, take the journey. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, you uh, you take him part way to Mordor.
4: And then for he... door today. You <laughs> you're going to have to drop the ring in on yeah. your own. You got to drop the ring himself. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll escort you to the ants, <laughs> <laughs> and then peace out. Uh, why don't we do
1: one more quick one? Moss. Let's do. Uh, this is a uh, a fun one. This I is
0: think. fun. Oh my god, we're I'm loving every second, and also I'm I feel so like... much smarter
4: at other people's problems.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, here we go.
2: Hi, Andy. Hi, Naomi. I'm calling in now because I listened to y'all on my commute home. I was listening to y'all, stopped the supermarket, kept listening. And while I'm there finalizing my order at checkout, I'm seeing coupons print out based off of previous purchases. Now, I know what I go to the supermarket for (laughs) regularly, because it's a pandemic, I'm buying the same shit every fucking week. I get these coupons printed out, and they are generating for things that my last boyfriend would purchase. So I log on to for the supermarket, and I'm able to pull up previous orders that I made when I put my phone number in to collect my rewards. Come to find out my ex is still putting my phone number in for the coupons. Like, sure, whatever, the points are generated under my name, but if I activate these, like, rewards, we'll call them, on my turn, I will be able to get those rewards. Yeah, But if I'm activating these rewards, and someone's inputting my information, they're the one getting their rewards. So basically, (laughs) this is mad long-winded, and I'm so sorry, but I'm just so (laughs) flabbergasted as to why my ex is still putting my phone number in to collect rewards, even though we're no longer together. We were together for a very long period of time, almost eight years, And we've been broken up for about a year now. We haven't really spoken in about that much time. Why is he still putting my phone number in? Do I reach out to him? Do I leave it? Do I change my phone number? Do I change the number listed on the app? I'm at wit's end. All of my friends think I'm crazy. Y'all probably think I'm crazy, but I just had to get this shit out. Anyways, I love y'all. Have a good
4: (laughs) Oh, my God. First of all, I love the devotion in her voice to the two of you, that she listens in the car, she listens (laughs) to the grocery store. I mean, that's, you are in her head. Yeah. So that's. That's a tribute to you both. <laughs>
0: well, she. This is also a woman after my own heart because she, right. okay? right. she off the rails. Okay, she off the rails. When well, she said, "I'm at wit's do I change my phone number? <laughs> right,
4: right. <laughs> okay, so you go first.
0: No, no, no. I don't even know the answer yet. Uh,
4: I don't know what to. Don't,
0: say.
1: I know I'll, one thing. Don't okay. change your phone
4: number. That's the one thing I know. <laughs> okay, this is what I get because this is who I am. If I, because when I break up with somebody, I need to not hear from you or see you, or I need to disengage for a year. Mm -hmm. I have an ex who I'm still friends with, but that's to his tribute because he's friends with all his exes. He's that guy. Right. (laughs) You know, and I, and uh, for the first year after we broke up, I was like, I need to move away from you. I need to not hear from you. I need to not talk. That's my process. And he, he finally, like, we did not talk for a really long time, but that's what I needed. Now, she sounds as if I broke up with him a year ago. I don't want to be reminded that he's still around someplace, especially doing something as intimate as inputting my phone number. Mm-hmm. Cause that's like going through my sock drawer. I mean, you, you're putting in my phone number. So if she really wants him off, then that's a meeting, a tech meeting. She has to set up with herself to have to make herself exclusive to this account right. but i'm saying like if you can put up with the annoyance of it you're getting double the points
0: <laughs> right right right, but right she's
4: worried he's
1: going to use those points i get i understand that oh she's,
0: she's worried because oh, what i gonna,
4: heard is that he can't use the points but he oh. can get
0: but he can get the deals in the moment you know like when you're at the store and it's like people at rewards get a dollar off or get two dollars oh. off whatever and she's like he only needs to be getting two dollars off on my name Right. Yeah, right? Well, like that's- yeah,
4: if that's, if that's the issue, then she should have, she should just take the 10 minutes or half an hour it takes to have the account be exclusive.
1: But I, Alec, I like where you were coming from. Cause you saw, that's like some real therapist shit. You <laughs> saw the problem behind the problem right the problem yes. her problem is not like a major problem but the bigger thing is maybe she doesn't want to be reminded that her ex exists it's
4: really not about the coupon right. it's right. not about it's, it's that I, whenever i go to groceries and i'm going there all the time and i'm buying the same shit i have to be reminded that i'm still with you and right. that you're still in my life in this weird way right. and yeah. i i broke up with you and i don't want to be a part of you anymore i don't want to yeah. be reminded of you Yeah that stuff's
1: tough a friend of mine he uh broke up with someone or she broke up with him like earlier in the summer mm-hmm. and then a couple like a month ago like one of her tweets went viral and it really <laughs> fucked him up because he had to see he had to keep seeing her all day like show up in his twitter feed <laughs> and it was Thank like God
4: social media did not exist in the 90s and <laughs> oh 80s my, I because know. uh I you know, know. I mean, and you know, you, you lived in New York City. It's like the rule in New York City is the one person you never want to see again is the person you're going to bump into yeah. every 10 minutes at yep. the most yep. obscure places. Yep. Yeah. yeah you could be at yeah. Bam or at a, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a Polynesian restaurant, the Lower East Side, and you will still run into that one person. I know. I used to have a rule
0: where I said, I'm only dating men who uh, in the outer boroughs so that when this goes south, I don't have to run into them again. Uh-huh. That was my theory. But yeah. then next thing you know, you over here in Soho, and there he go at the comedy show. Do you know what I mean? Like the yeah. guy who's like, oh, uh, that's right. why you have to work. sure about
1: me.
3: Right. Because i are like, like,
1: oh, because if this doesn't go well, we're going to see each other a he's lot. He's a
4: philosophy major. I'm not going to see him at a convention for specious <laughs> reasoning. I mean, it's like.
0: <laughs>
1: Those are some great conventions, by the I way. I know.
3: They're pretty Those
4: good. Really...
1: They're pretty good. Those guys no. know how to drink.
0: I get it. You don't want to be thinking about your man and you don't want to know that he out here, or X-Man and you don't want to know he out here eating Oreos, you know? So I understand. On my dime. On, on my, my reward. Getting 50 percent, fifty cents off the Oreos. Rude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that BOGO
1: is mine.
0: It's Bogo. mine. It's mine. So yeah, you just got to change it. So like you are not crazy, but yeah, I get it. You want to, you don't, I get that. Yeah, like you don't want to think of this person ever again.
4: You want the break to be clean. I don't think she's clean. Yeah. I don't think she's crazy, but I think this turns out to like my therapist would say, take the other person out of the equation. This is just up to you. And you're kind of like uh navigating your own comfort throughout the day. What do you need to do in mm-hmm. order to not feel uncomfortable while you're buying toilet paper?
0: Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved uh, her tone though. I love like I do. I felt like that was a really good, like Two and a half minute stand up set. That was like a really good I
4: thought I might fill this out. She was authentic. It, it the, was real. The, yeah, the disdain was real. <laughs> the disdain,
0: yes. I like yeah. I am and I like that she walked us through it. She's like, and coupons are printing for
4: things that I don't buy. <laughs> yeah. and, she, and she paints a pretty accurate pers- uh, picture of the type of person he is. Yeah. And why they're no longer together. As you think about it, it's like using the the rewards points of somebody you broke up with yeah. is, is kind of hostile in addition to being unethical. And lazy. And lazy. And lazy, get and your and own lazy.
0: card. They'll give it to you when you're checking out. You're you know lazy,
4: unethical, and, and not a good person. <laughs>
1: Maybe he's one of those people that doesn't want like tries not to have his information out there,
0: and uh-huh. so he didn't want it.
1: They, they're like, "Oh, you can sign up for one of your own," and he's like, "No, no, 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 no. Exactly. I don't want. I don't want the Aldi's to have <laughs> my phone number.
0: I don't want the Aldi's to know me. I don't okay. want Ralph's hmm. to know where I'm at. If I ever
4: did anything like that, use somebody else's rewards points after we've broken up.
0: I mean, I use my Never. mother's. Yeah, yeah, I've used my points parents points all the
4: time. I <laughs> know, pa- but you're still together. You didn't break right, up with your mom.
0: But yeah." I like my have... parents, my
1: parents have definitely, definitely used my Rite Aid points.
0: <laughs> oh, it's their account. Them, I've used their it.
1: account. I've used their account, and then they've got my points. And you know what? There you, go. you know what? For for taking care of me for eighteen years, that's your reward. <laughs> all right, all right. It's mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, you got to the least use... I can do. At the least, least I can do is you can use my Rite Aid. You you get my Rite Aid points when I use mm. your account. You're
0: a very good son. Thank man. you. Allie... I wish they
1: would recognize that. <laughs>
0: Alec, thank you so much for talking thank with us. You. Boo. you are so. I think you're just like it was so. You know, we met earlier this year, Gifted yeah. Quar when you had me on Hot Mess Pod. Yeah, the Hot so Mess lovely. Pod
4: available wherever you uh, find a podcast such as yours are are streaming. And if you can check out, uh, we talk about a lot about mental health, and you yeah. were on the show and and thank you so much because I'm a big fan of you both, and it's 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 uh it's delightful. You know, I, in the third grade, I had glasses, corrective shoes, and a retainer all at the same time. So secretly, <laughs> I'm delighted to be asked anywhere. <laughs> uh, oh, I
1: get that energy. I get that energy. All right. Uh, and we'll see you all next time.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye.